It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to be with you on a Wednesday. Sorry we didn't have a podcast yesterday. I was traveling home from Michigan, and now I'm here, and now I'm excited, and now we're all ready for training camp. In fact, speaking of training camp, I was at Paul Brown Stadium today. There weren't many players there, and yet you're still going to hear from Carl Lawson. You're going to hear from Dre Kirkpatrick. That's not too shabby for like three players total being in the building when I was there, if I say so myself. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. That includes the iHeartRadio app and LockedOnBengals.com. LockedOnBengals.com is the placed to be and uh it it's um it's exciting look it's exciting to see what this team is going to become i've spent think about it look how long you've spent listening probably and if you haven't and you're new to the podcast welcome you've reached the uh the best podcast you, you need for all things bengals training camp coverage we do it daily you're going to get exclusive interviews, exclusive insights. Uh, you're going to get videos at LockedOnBengals.com. I'm going to write daily at LockedOnBengals.com, and uh, it's it's great to be with you. Uh, with that being said, this is the day where I give my prediction. And what I want to do is I want to give my prediction, and then we'll get to Dre Kirkpatrick and Carl Lawson because there's a couple things that stood out. Uh, one, Carl Lawson's confidence today. One, Kirkpatrick's desire to turn it around and win. And uh, not only that, but he smiled from ear to ear every time we brought up his new coaches, which you ever had a new boss? Sometimes it is good. It is refreshing. It is uh, the change of pace, the change of scenery, exactly what you needed. So you'll hear from both of them today. But I wanted to start with just a a pre-training camp prediction. I will reserve my right to change this slightly between now and training camp or the end of the season. Let's say injuries happen. Let's say, which I hope that is not the case with this team, but let's say I get to camp tomorrow in first practice and I see the offensive line and it's dreadful. And it doesn't in preseason or week two or week three. 
then I might change my prediction a little bit. But ultimately, this is what I plan on sticking to when it comes to the Bengals, when it comes to this season, and I hope that you agree. I hope that we're in agreement. I hope, I repeated myself there, but the point is, is I hope that we both feel the same way about the Bengals. I don't know how to feel about this team. I've said that, but ultimately I have a feeling that Marvin Lewis is going to turn it around. In 2008, the Bengals started 0-8. They finished 4-12. Next year, they went to the playoffs. In 2010, they were dreadful. They were supposed to go to the Super Bowl, and instead, they were awful. 2011 happens after a quarterback decides to retire and then gets traded, and Marvin Lewis takes a rookie quarterback and a rookie star to be wide receiver to the playoffs. Marvin Lewis, usually when you count him out, finds a way to get the most out of a team that might not be able to make it as far. I'm not saying this team's going to win a playoff game. The playoffs are about matchups. Until they do it, I'm not going to say they're going to. With that said, though, I have a feeling that Marvin Lewis is going to get the most out of this team. And I've said it multiple times on here. On paper, this is a playoff team. Again, that's on paper. That's if this team stayed healthy. That's if Andy Dalton played to his full potential behind a line that is improved. Behind uh, or with wide receivers that I think are better than people realize. So let's get to quick predictions. I think this team is going to win a lot of games. How many? Well, let's start. I think they take care of business at Indy. Four days later, week two, prime time, Baltimore at home. I think the Bengals beat the hell out of the Ravens. Not, No, I'm not serious. They're not going to beat the hell out of them, but I think they handle their business and start out 2-0. They'll drop the next two at Carolina, at Atlanta, and be 2-2 on the year. They'll handle business at home against the Dolphins, and they've heard for months and years, really, how they can't beat the Steelers. I think they do beat the Steelers and get to 4-2 on the year as they head to Kansas City, one of the toughest to play, toughest pay to play in the NFL. That's Week 7. I have them losing to the Chiefs, the 4-3 on the year now are the Bengals. They'll handle business against a bad Tampa Bay Buccaneers team in week eight and improve to five and three on the season. That leads to a bye week, which will have two weeks to prepare for Drew Brees, for the New Orleans Saints who come here to Cincinnati. Here's the thing with the Saints. For years, it had been, they're not as good on the road. Yeah, for years, they weren't relying on a really good defense. They have that now. I think the Saints handle their business beat the Bengals. The Bengals dropped to 5-4. and four. Then, they travel on the road to Baltimore. This is where it gets tough. This is where I get leery of the Bengals because I, ha- I think they lose there, and it's 5-5. Five and five. And after a 4-2 and two start and a 5-3 and three start, the Bengals are at 500. They take on a Browns team who will still be led by Tyrod Taylor because the Browns will have impressed to Jackson. will still be coaching the Browns Week 12. But give me the Bengals. The Bengals advance. Advance. They, they improved to 6-5 and five on the year. And that will continue with a game against the Denver Broncos. And now we're week 13. Now we're in December. Will play out? Well, the Bengals are at home. The Bengals, to me, have just as good of a team for the most part on paper as the Broncos. 
and they handle their business. Seven and five uh, as the Bengals beat the Broncos in week 13. Then week 14, it's at L.A., at the Chargers. I think they lose that game. At L.A., Phillip Rivers, future Hall of Famer in my book. Bengals drop the seven and six. Then they have Oakland at home. I think they beat Oakland. I think they handle their business against Derek Carr and the Raiders and improve to eight and six on the year. Then, with the playoffs on the line, with a wild card spot to clinch it, week 16 at Cleveland. I think the Bengals edge the Browns in a game that goes down to the wire. Bengals improved to 9-6 and six and win four out of their last five to close out um, what was a an improbable run to the playoffs. I think they lose Week 17 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe the AFC North Division Championship is on the line. I'll, get, I'll take Pittsburgh in the final week of the season. With that being said, though, that's nine wins. I have them beating the Colts. I've been beating the Ravens. I've been beating the Dolphins. I've been beating the Steelers the first time around. I've been beating Tampa Bay. That's one, two, three, four, five wins before week nine. Then they'll add a sixth win. Cleveland, seventh win against Denver, eighth win against Oakland, ninth win against Cleveland on the road to clinch it. The nine and seven Bengals make the playoffs for the first time since 2015. And uh, it's it's really simple. I think the AFC is open enough. I think that this team is good enough to compete and uh, get to nine wins. I really do. I think that they're improved on the offensive line. And I think John Ross, look, I'm as high on John Ross as anyone. I think he's going to have an impact. I think Joe Mixon's going to have an impact. And when you couple that with A.J. Green, when you couple that with the new offense, when you couple that with what new coaches bring, which is – uh, you get rejuvenated. You feel like you have a new lease on life. You feel like you have to reprove yourself. I think this Bengals team does that. It's not going to be pretty all year. It's not going to be guaranteed. And there are going to be a lot of times where you're doubting it. At 5-5, five and five, you're going to wonder what the hell is going on. At 7-6, and six, you're going to be biting your nails. Uh, at 8-6, and six, you're going to wonder if they're going to lose to Cleveland. And uh, maybe you it ends on a, on a disappointing note, Week 17 against Pittsburgh. Maybe the division title's on the line, like I said, but I still think that the Bengals get to the playoffs. And uh, I'm going to read a couple here uh, on Twitter, at James Erpine, and uh, a couple predictions. And here is, let's go with Ben. Ben says, my prediction is 10-6 and six and think there will be a surprise to the national pundits. Going into the offseason, the line – needed to be addressed. He mentions Cordy Glenn. He mentions uh, getting a solid center. He mentions Christian Westerman and Alex Redman. He says 10-6 and six and get a, a first playoff win on the backs of Mixon and Bernard. I will say this, Ben. I agree with you. The path for this team to be its best is on the backs of Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. That's the path. Run heavy. Screens and, and passes to the running backs. But Last year, I'll give you a couple examples. Drew Brees, what did he do? He relied on his running backs a lot. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Jared Goff relied on Todd Gurley a lot. Some of the best teams in the league have high-end running backs, and I think that this team is going to have to rely a lot on Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard if they're going to be great this year. I I got a lot of uh, messages here. Um, what, What I think is interesting with a lot of your predictions is most of them are pretty high. Like most of them are like 10 and 6. Very few of you 
think that that the Bengals are going to drop out completely. That the Bengals are going to just struggle and do uh, uh, have a four and twelve year or a five and eleven or six and ten year, and maybe it's our fandom, but that's the reality of it. I think nine and seven is a, a realistic possibility. That's what I predict. Uh, w- with a few breaks, they could get ten wins. With a few uh, bad breaks, they could be at that eight win level, that seven win level. I've watched Marvin since I was 13 years old. 13? Let me do the math. 12 years old. Marvin's been the head coach of the Bengals. In fact, actually, I was 11. Or 2003 when he was hired, I hadn't turned 12 yet. I was born in 91. (laughs) I was 11 years old when Marvin Lewis was hired. I've watched virtually every single thing that could happen with him, including when people counted him out, and he found a way. I think he finds a way to get this team back to the playoffs this year. Call me crazy. Call me a blind fool. I'm not saying they're going to win a playoff game, but I do think they get 9-7. and That's the mark, and I'm sticking with it. Unless something changes in training camp that I see that's, uh, you know, noteworthy or big or important that changes my mind. That's the disclaimer. I need to speed that up like real disclaimers on commercials. Um, and by the way, you're going to get all that insight, all that info right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast recording daily from Paul Brown Stadium starting tomorrow when training camp starts. Up next, you're going to hear from Carl Lawson. You're going to hear from Dre Kirkpatrick right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Great to be with you today. And Carl Lawson talked today. And here's what I love about Carl Lawson. He's like quiet. He's humble. But you can tell he puts the work in, and he's not afraid to tell you that he puts the work in. Like he doesn't BS you. And the thing that, that stood out to me is, in this, and this was me and a bunch of other reporters talking to him, not only does he want to dominate, but he thinks he's going to dominate, and the only thing that could prevent him from dominating is health. Here's Carl Lawson, the second-year pass rusher, earlier today in the Bengals locker room with me and a bunch of other reporters. Heading into this uh, second training camp, uh, your mindset as you embrace you know, this new role that, that you'll be taking on in year two? Uh, just dominate every play. Pretty much it. You know, main thing for me is always just stay healthy and feel like I can be the best at whatever I do. A lot of people are able to do it one year, but to be able to do it back-to-back years, to be able to do it on a consistent level, what do you think you're going to have to do to take your game to the next level other than just dominate? Literally just staying healthy. That's that's pretty much it. I could be as – I feel like I can be ridiculously good. It's just being able to be available. And that's just been my thing the whole entire career. Cause I'm constantly getting better. Like it's Each and every day I get better because I'm just constantly looking at film constantly in the weight room, constantly stretching. I'm always evolving. So the main thing is just being able to stay healthy. And I can take my game to heights nobody thinks I can take them to. So, As someone that likes to study a lot, look at a lot of tape, what did you see out of Terrell's defense that you feel like you can really uh, succeed in? Uh, the main thing I, uh, 
I think the reason why I can succeed in it is because I actually have a, a general understanding of uh, the defense as a whole. And since I did, you know, I came coming from having a little bit of linebacker background last year, I've seen things on film that I'm just like, wow, I could just literally do this, this, that, or whatever, and waste less energy and become more productive. So just having a general grasp of his defense or whatever defense I'm in is uh, will help elevate my game. You had a taste of training camp last year. You know, some of these guys kind of walk today. It's like back to school. What are the feelings you get? I mean, is it? Are you ready for the grind of training camp? Um, that's. I guess so. I'm just ready for refinement. You know, um, all OTAs. You know, OTAs was literally just you know throwing the ingredients out there, seeing what you got. Now I get to come in and refine what I have. You know, and uh, and make it perfect. So that's pretty much what training camp is for me. Training camp for me is just literally like. I have the ingredients, and now I know what to do with them. You know, now I can just put it out there with pads and then, you know, just be able to take my game to the next level. Marvin always has the uh, the slogan. Have you seen the slogan? Have you seen the shirt yet? Um, this year's training camp? Yeah, build it better. Yeah. Can we get a look at the shirt? You got one there? Uh, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is this one? Yeah, show it off like for us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Does yeah. that fit you? I guess so. I mean, I'll be comfortable. I need to be comfortable <laughs> during camp, so. It looks pretty comfortable. What does what build it better mean to you? Mean to me? Like, just what I said, I have the ingredients. Now I need to just, you know, put them out there, build it better, make everything better. That's what it means to me. As a team, how do you feel like that you guys can progress this year? Obviously, there's last couple of years wasn't what this city wanted, what this franchise wanted. How do you feel like you guys can improve? Every, yeah, every year you guys ask me that question, I'm, I think it's, it's the same in all sports. Um, just the little things. The little things culminate to, to making a good team, especially in the NFL when you've got a lot of talent and you've got a – you know, you, you got a lot of guys that were drafted. You got a lot of this. You got a lot of that. It's just a little things. Nobody getting in trouble. People, you know, just making the plays that they need to make. You know, following the defense. Um, just going to sleep at night. That's that's a little thing. And, it, you know, it sounds like it doesn't matter, but little things literally make, you know, or break NFL teams. And, uh, so. But I hear your confidence in your own game. You have confidence in this team to, to kind of get back to the playoffs and win again this year if they do the little things right? If they do the little things, yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. It's... It's like um, you got a lot of guys, you got a lot of different teams with a lot of different talents. But at the same time, it's one team that probably have a lot of off-season trouble compared to one team that didn't have any off-season trouble. I think that team will end up being better because it's a little thing. You mentioned your health. Uh, what are some of the little things you've done this off-season to stay healthy and be prepared for this year? Uh, just more massaging and just, like, honestly just knowing when not to overdo things. I think I've, uh, since I've been in college, uh, that's one thing that I've – I've gotten better at uh, training smarter, not harder. So I, I think that's the main thing. Where did you work out this offseason? Uh, Boca Raton, Florida. With? Uh, Tony Villani, XPE. Did, I mean, was your, how was your workout regimen different this year than versus when you were coming into the NFL last year? <laughs> um, it was a little bit different because I um, last year I was, I was, I'm still focused on flexibility, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really focused on uh, strength like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, I've actually, I actually was in the weight room a, little, a lot more compared to last year because I was just trying to be more fluid. But this year, I'm, I, I put, you know, was in the weight room a lot more. Like, what in the weight room do you specifically focus on? Do you kind of when when you go? In I the make room, sure do you do everything. Or? No, I make sure I get, I make sure I, um, I do legs at least twice a week, and just you know, and also supplement a, a explosive movement and you know anything that I do leg wise. You know, so that's I think that's a big thing because I mean, um, I kind of cut out like the the long distance, you know, type running and stuff like that, and just trained specifically for football, change direction, 
explosion and you know short area quickness because I you know you don't really need that stuff yeah. for you know for for football. So I mean you need a little bit of it, but I, I cut a lot of that out, and so I feel like I'm a better athlete and I'm more powerful and quicker and bigger. So is that what you learn from? I'm sorry. So you have somebody that draws up a workout for you every day, or do you get to the point where you start doing your own? And I think a lot of the things that um, people kind of mess up on is they ask people why, you know, but they never, you know, I mean, they, they don't ask people why. Um, I think I've done a good job of asking why, and so I'm able to train myself. My dad's a personal trainer. I've had multiple injuries before. I've gone to see different people, so I'm, I know how to, you know, take care of my body and be a pro. So, I mean, it's kind of... My trainers plus my own thing and how to how I uh, structure my regiment. I like him. I like that kick because here's the reality. I think that if you're going to be great, you can acknowledge that you put the work in and the time in, and that the only thing that's preventing you is something you can't control, i.e., injuries. And he's doing everything he can, as I asked there, uh, to prevent injuries. So I think Carl Lawson is poised for a huge season for the Bengals let's hear from one more here's Dre Kirkpatrick with reporters earlier today in the locker room and the thing that stood out to me about this uh was his thoughts and his reaction to the new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin having a new defensive backs coach and just how it's rejuvenated him some here's Dre Kirkpatrick on that on wanting to win on Pac-Man Jones and so much more here's Dre in the locker room with us which us means a bunch of reporters earlier today at Paul Brown Stadium. Dre, I remember when you guys left uh, training, I mean, the uh, mini camps, you said, time to stop talking. You said, it's just, it's, we're way past that now. we, we got to start being productive on the field. Is that mentality still the same? It's still the same. You know, like I said, uh, I, I haven't even got caught up in the slogan yet. You know, obviously I am because I'm a team player, but um, man, I just want to win. You know, our words don't really matter when you're not producing on the field, and we got to get wins. You know, and it, it, it starts with the players. You know, a lot of people say it starts with the coaches, but for me, I feel like these guys in the room start with us. And um, for the coaches to put the right players on the field, but it definitely starts with, with the players. Being a veteran, are you trying to preach that around here? I'm not preaching nothing. I'm not preaching nothing. Um, I'm only going to answer the question that you asked. And like I said, I'm more more relaxed around here now. You know, I'm chill. I'm not overexcited about camps getting started. I just want to go out of work and take my job a little bit more serious now. What do you think it'll be like first training camp without having Adam Jones in the locker room? Oh, it's going to be different. You know, it's definitely going to be quieter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's my guy. You know, I, I see him around sometimes and, we, you know, we run into each other. Uh, we talk here and there, but it's going to definitely be different. Surprised he's not signed yet? Yeah, man. Uh, especially with, you know, his age really doesn't matter because the guy still can move, the guy still can work. I see him on his IG, but, uh, you know, in due time, hopefully he get get a good call. Just a few years and you started your professional career. You had a few position coaches. You look at that as a plus or you look at it as a tough deal? Uh, somewhat a plus, somewhat a tough deal. It depends on who who it was, you know. Uh, but I'm definitely feeling my new coach. You know, he's more of more our lingo. You know, we say you know he's what 38, 39. Uh, he's more hip to the to the new game, and you know I'm just excited to work for him. Do you, do you think, uh, you know, Austin's been a DB coach? Um, do you get the sense he hasn't been more aggressive maybe than in years past? Uh, somewhat, you know. Uh, well, right now he's just putting in the mindset of getting the guys up front started. 
You know, that's what he was preaching mostly doing um, OTAs, get the guys up front started, and it'll work everything itself out for the back end. And uh, like I said, man, I, I, I'm feeling the guy, man. I'm, I, I love the things that he's bringing to the table right now. I'm loving his personality, uh, how he approached the game, how he even handled us as players. You know, uh, he handled us as men, and that's what it's supposed to be. When there are coaching changes like that, it's almost like having a new boss. Do you have to reprove yourself or show what you can do on the field? Well, for me, you know, just proving myself, you know, especially him too, but for myself because, you know, I came in, I came in injured, broke hand and things like that. Slowed me down during the process of training and getting strong and getting back. And now, you know, I'm heavier than i ever been. I feel better than i ever been. I'm totally 100% healthy. So I'm more excited about that and going out there being able you know, to finally, you know, go into a camp where I don't have a nick or an injury lingering over me and being able to just go out there and show my talent. With the, with the different position coaches, everybody's got their own little techniques, different techniques and everything. How's that been, you know, adjusting oh, yeah. to different techniques like that? Well, that's, you know, that's that's a little different, you know, because he, he definitely has certain things where he wants us to be in different positions where we normally not being in, but, you know, Again, guys got to be professional. Guys got to adjust. And that was one of the hard things for some guys, you know, just I'm used to this, I'm used to that, you know. And, you know, hey, I go up to him, hey, man, let's let's just do it. You know, the shit we was doing earlier probably wasn't working, so let's do this. Let's try it at least. What do you, what do you think T.A. brings to the table? Uh, can you talk, talk a little bit about it? But what do you think his strengths are? So, oh, man, I mean, just his swag, his, his aggression. You know, um, I don't, I don't, I feel like we're gonna blitz a lot this year. Uh, I feel like he's gonna mix, mix around a lot of calls. Um, but his personality just right now, that's the most thing that stands out to me. You know, how he approached the calmness, the confidence that he has. Uh, and I'm behind him 100% right now. I think he's, uh, I think he's, you know, I think he's interviewed for about six or seven head coaching jobs. So it's yeah. a guy, he doesn't seem to, you know, he seems to be a guy on a fast track. Well, yeah, I hope he get the job done here before he leaves. You know, <laughs> we definitely need that. But um, yeah, man, I wish him nothing but the best, and I hopefully we can go out there and produce the way uh, he wants us to, and uh, get him the position that he needs to be in. Talk about the aggression up front, blitz and more that kind of thing. Does it feel like the reins are kind of loosened in the back end? He was talking yesterday about. You guys don't go for interceptions. Don't be afraid of getting beaten and not making a play. And just if you don't go for it in practice, you're not going to go for it in the game. Right. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I like to hear. I don't like to be robots. You know, I like to be able to play with just you know the way I play. You know, just free with a little swag, all that. But I'm not a robot. You know, I'm gonna make mistakes, but I don't. I, if I can afford to make them in the game, I ain't gonna really see too many. In the, I mean, in practice, I ain't gonna see too many in the game because I'm used to it. Instead of do this, do that, the game is not being coached like that. The game is not being played like that. The game is about instincts and what you see. Good stuff there from Dre Kirkpatrick, and it's interesting because he doesn't have Adam Jones anymore. He's like the old head in the defensive backroom, and what I think will be fun to see is how he can be the, the number two corner if he can improve from last year because last year, man, Ball was in the air. He was grabbing at times. And he had a lot of penalties, and he got burnt plenty of times. And he's good, and he's got some decent ball skills. And I think he has a chance with the the coaching that Terrell Austin has and, and has brought the aggressiveness uh, that Drake Kirkpatrick could be in, in line for a pretty good year. I think we'll have his opportunities because 
not a lot of teams are going to throw to William Jackson tonight. Just a bullet prediction. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. Just a quick reminder. You can subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, by the way. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Follow on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked on Bengals. Continue emailing me your uh, your predictions. I'll get to more of those. I, I'll be honest. I want to write about them. I mean, you, you, if you guys are, are emailing me and it, it's really long predictions, you know, if it, let's say it's a 300-word prediction, I'm not going to read it word for word on the podcast. But what I will do is hopefully be able to publish them at LockedOnBengals.com. So that is in the works. We will do that this preseason. So continue to get your predictions in. Email me, jamesrapine at ESPN1530.com. Until next time. Until tomorrow when I'll be at Paul Brown Stadium for training camp. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.